Hello everyone, and welcome to the podcast Rotten Roots, by me, Maiman Abibi. This channel hopes to discuss and present alternative ways of looking at museums from the ground up, from the roots of their establishment, to decolonise the museum and to increase visitor diversity. I will discuss the decolonisation of the museum as a necessary process in which museums must be open and honest about their colonial roots, and, in turn, invite a more diverse group of people to join in their conversations about history and culture. This includes prioritising knowledge and people over physical objects. This episode, Inviting the Non-Visitor, hopes to explore the ways in which museums can create connections between themselves, their collections and their visitors. We'll consider how these connections can be created through museum displays using the case study of the Pitt Rivers Museum, particularly their Japanese no theatre mask display. I want to consider this with the help of a non-visitor, someone who doesn't visit museums. This will help us to see what museums are not doing so well in their displays and what they can do better to be a bit more inclusive. So joining me today is my boyfriend Robert Clark, a museum non-visitor. Hello everyone, and thank you so much for having me today, Maimona. I'm interested in seeing how this discussion goes. To begin, I'd like to discuss the term non-visitor. I first came across this term on the Museums Association website. The MA uses this term in the context of visitor surveys. Visitor surveys are not new to museum visitors, as many museums rely on these surveys to understand their audience and improve their exhibitions and displays. However, in this article, the MA reminds us that these surveys are hugely limiting. As we are not including non-visitors in this conversation, we might find that the museum space can be more inviting to them. This short article on the MA website is what inspired me to complete this podcast in conversation with a non-visitor. So, Robert, why do you think you would call yourself a non-visitor? I guess because I see museums as places that just have a lot of old stuff. Some things might be cool or interesting, but because I don't really have anything to do with them, the whole space seems to be for another type of person, regardless of what the actual museum holds. That makes sense. So I guess the question here is, how can museums build the right connections to draw out their colonial roots and in turn create spaces that are more inviting to more diverse visitors. Within this conversation about connections, I'd like to consider the pedagogical nature of museums. In their article, Presence in Culture, Ethnology Museums, Objects and Spaces, William Gaudelli and Amy Mungo write about how museums have a duty to educate. Because of this duty, they must focus on the knowledge and education and less on objects. They say, and I quote, museums are parasitic on our urge to possess objects as stand-ins for knowledge. In this way, Gaudelli and Mungo argue that the museum can be better educators by putting cultural knowledge at the core of their display with objects as supporters of that education and learning. Through this knowledge, visitors can have a better understanding of the colonial roots of an institution and begin to review the colonial spaces that objects find themselves in. Thus, visitors can have better connections with the history that a museum might hold. 
Through these lenses, we will discuss how the museum can put knowledge at the forefront of their displays to build interactions and create connections with visitors as well as non-visitors. This is a permanent display at the Pitt Rivers Museum in Oxford. The Pitt Rivers is a museum built from the extensive private collections of Augustus Pitt Rivers. The collection originated as a personal colonial fascination of other cultures by a British general. This fascination has meant that the space and its objects were prioritised over the people and the culture they represent. So they are easier to look at, but harder to learn about. As Gaudelia and Mungo argue, the urge to focus on objects results in the lack of knowledge presentation and sharing. These are the screenshots from their online 3D tour. They show a range of Japanese gnolled theatre masks. As a visitor, both online and in person, I have a personal interest in this display. But first, I want to ask you, Robert, what are your initial thoughts of or responses to this display? Well, I think they look really cool, and I feel like I'd want one. Why do you feel like you'd want one? Um, Because I quite like Japanese art, so not particularly these specific ones, but seeing them makes me appreciate the style and want to see more around me. But there's no way that I would have known that these were masks, or even for theatre, just by looking at them. So essentially, it might be hard to learn much just from looking. Yes. I don't care for them much as I don't have a connection with them in any way other than as an object. Because I'm not Japanese and I don't have any sort of theatre background, so to me they're just cool to look at. I guess the issue here is that you're invited to look and not necessarily be a part of the narrative that the museum holds. So what do you think that the museum could do to build a connection between yourself and these artefacts? I think that if I was told what these masks were used for, then I'd be able to cultivate some sort of connection with the display, especially because their faces, people are going to look at them regardless. These are really cool items, but they just don't draw me into the history of Japanese people and Japanese theatre culture. Like I said, I don't have a theatre background, but I do watch TV and Japanese movies, so I feel like I would care a lot more about the history if someone told me about it. I think it's important to note that the Pitt Rivers Museum is a part of the University of Oxford. Many university students use the museum and its collections to support their academic studies. As a result, we would expect the pedagogical duty of the museum to be more effectively fulfilled. Instead, it seems that the visitor is expected to have some prior knowledge or connection on the display. As a non-visitor, I wouldn't be able to build a connection with this display or this aspect of the history without some sort of story or even an incentive to Google it. This might be different for a Japanese person as they have that cultural connection already. For anyone else, without some sort of academic background, I don't understand how you would be able to engage with it. Essentially, that assumption of academic background or lack of knowledge present in the display can deter different people from entering the museum space and engaging with what it really has to offer. 
Thinking back to the idea of moving away from object-focused museums, how, Robert, do you think the Pitt Rivers might be able to do this with regards to this display, in a way that could still interest and engage you? As you say, the object's interest for you was looking. Imagine that the objects weren't there. How could they support your connection to this specific aspect of Japanese history? Well, first of all, these masks are, as you say, for theatre. They must represent some characters which are important in Japanese culture. So why is this display's focus on the physical, artistic faces and not so much on the actual characters? I see what you mean. The people behind it seem to be lost or forgotten. To decolonize this very specific space, we might need to bring those people and their stories in front of the objects the pit rivers now hold. If perhaps the display began in a manner that opened with these stories and these characters, I think that I'd be able to connect with it more. Seeing it in use as well might also be really useful for me as a museum visitor to be able to take a break from just solely looking and desiring it as an object. Then we can maybe see the people and culture that these objects are attached to. Perhaps the museum can improve this by simply putting up some sort of short video that displays how these objects are used. As it's affiliated with the university, even having some drama or theatre students record a short dramatic piece of some kind could support the museum's pedagogical purpose. I'd like to now turn our attention to other representations of the Knoll Mosques and think about things they did well. Firstly, the New Orleans Museum of Art presented these masks in an exhibition in 2016. They commissioned a contemporary Japanese artist, Bidal Yamaguchi, to explore the history of Knoll theatre masks. This allowed them to put Japan and Japanese culture at the core of their exhibition as the artist had a personal cultural and artistic connection to the history. It also allowed them to show support for current Japanese artists. These contemporary versions of the null masks are also very much reminiscent of anime and manga characters that are a big part of popular culture in the modern day. Therefore, the average person would be able to recognize them as firstly, Japanese, and secondly, in some way related to drama or acting. This will allow people to have a cultural connection and access to this aspect of Japanese history upon their first glance. The Pitt Rivers can really increase their visitor engagement by following this type of thematic display and begin to move away from focusing on objects and move towards focusing on people, as this will allow the display to be less about something to look at and be a lot more about something to learn about. Another example is the NOAA exhibition at the Tokyo National Museum in 2012. The angle of each mask and the separation of the masks in this exhibition provide a different looking experience for the visitor. This, instead of overwhelming the visitor with a lot of masks, it might invite them to learn about the history hidden behind the objects. This is by inviting the visitor to think and possibly ponder about each object's history and each individuality, as opposed to the fleeting effect of the jam-packed display at Pitt Rivers. Although we must consider the issue of space, this exhibition shows how less objects can mean more knowledge when considering the pedagogical duty of museums.
I think that the pit rivers would do well with cutting down the display in a way that benefits other people. And if not, maybe by encouraging people to look at the individual masks. The pit rivers does have some of these on their website. So encouraging people or directing visitors to their online space would definitely help people learn about the history behind each individual object and what these masks actually meant to Japanese culture. Overall, we can see how the display of the no masks at the Pitt Rivers Museum can be altered to increase engagement, interactions and connections with the museum and its collections. The knowledge and history behind the objects being brought forward can be a great way to decolonize the museum structure. It can help to encourage and invite visitors and non-visitors to do more than just look. And we can start moving away from the colonial roots that Pitt Rivers implanted into this museum. My last question for you is, if you ever find yourself in Oxford, would you visit the Pitt Rivers Museum? In any other case, probably not. But after our conversation today, I probably would. But that's because through the experience of recording this podcast with you, having this interaction, I would say that I've built some kind of connection with the museum and the history of Japanese theatre masks. Thank you so much for taking your time to discuss this with me today, Robert. Without visiting, you were able to engage with the museum, even if it was through a critical lens. I wanted to end this podcast by saying that I hope the discussions Robert and I have had today will entice more people to be critical about the museum and to look between the lines of displays, but still engage with them in this way. In that manner, we can begin to decolonize the museum through the eyes of the non-visitor and build more meaningful connections between people and history. Thank you all for listening.